0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and children over the age of 21, welcome to the Hop Nation USA podcast. We are all gathered here today for episode 38. I am here, as always, with my hosts. Wait a minute, Adam wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, as always. Now, let him get through the introduction ah, before he even... I feel like you've stopped me at that exact point <laughs> before. <laughs> I have. And, and what I, what I mean by that. that is because when I'm on the show, I'm always here with you guys. You guys don't, you know, cut out like I do. From that is true. To time. That is true. I apologize, Sam. That was that was uncouth of me. Now, but, let him finish and introduce well. us. <laughs> yes, exactly. So as I was saying, we are here today with Adam and Steve. What's up, guys? Hey, Sam. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Ready to, uh, you know, get on with episode 38. We're inching closer to 30 or to 40, which means we're inching closer to 50.
1: Might right. be a really big episode. For which us. is inching inching closer to 52, which would be actually
2: be the year. <laughs> right. A year of podcasts. Something we can all celebrate. And, the, and that's the one that I will be excited for. Is 52. All right. That's the one I got marked on my calendar. 52. The big 5-2. It's coming up in March. I'll Just be there. A few there. short months away. I'll be there. Think about
0: it. By the time we hit March, dude, we're going to be well past some of the winter months and we're going to be on the pathway (laughs) to spring Mm -hmm. and that is going to be incredibly exciting, at least for me, I hate winter. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I'm super excited, if you can't tell, for this episode here today, 38, because we are here on site at Grist House Brewery in Millville, Pennsylvania. I know one of my all-time favorite Pittsburgh breweries, and I know you guys here love them too. And we are here with the owners, Kyle and Sean from Grist House. So Kyle, why don't you go ahead and say hello? How's it
3: going, everybody? This is Kyle. Good to see you guys. Can't see you, but uh, <laughs> good to make your
4: acquaintance. Sure, they're all beautiful.
3: Uh-huh. We have a
0: very beautiful listener group out there. At least we like to think so. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the way to do it. <laughs> yeah, there's some bodies that out there. Be right? right. There's some hotties in here, so we got to assume there's some hotties out there as right.
5: well.
0: <laughs> and Sean, we're here with uh, Sean as well. Sean, why don't you say hello to the audience out there? Hello, everybody. This is Sean. I uh, can't see you, but I'm sure you're beautiful as well. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent. So these guys are going to be uh, joining us all, sh- all show, and we are going to be talking beer. Imagine that, huh? Thank God for that. Uh, I know. Whoa. Another episode, some
3: more beer chat. That's awesome. I never get to do this. So. <laughs> this, is, this is really out of the ordinary for us, guys.
0: Yeah, I was, I, you know, I was going to save the questions till later, but I was going to say, you know, as the owner of the brewery, do you guys ever get to talk about beer? <laughs> no, never. No, no,
5: no.
0: Avoid it at all. Of yeah. yeah, yeah I'm, yes. saying, I'm sure nobody comes in and just asks oh, about everything going on in this cool everything established brewery. Yes. <laughs> What's that? What's that? What's in this beer? What
1: what do you make beer out yes. of? Oh, yeah. What are the main ingredients Oh
0: <laughs> in. uh, That's excellent. So, yeah, so another thing that we love about um, you know, getting to interact with, especially the Pittsburgh craft beer community, is that we get to feature their beers on the show today. So, all show, we're going to be drinking and enjoying Grist House beers. And, you know, guys, what do you think? We should just probably get into the first beer, huh? I think so, I think Already it's high happened.
3: time. Yep, yeah.
0: it Great. is. It is sitting here in front of us, tempting us. So, Kyle or Sean, why don't we, why don't you guys introduce what we're gonna be drinking on the show first today?
3: Uh, we'll be drinking one of our main staples, always on tap, and sometimes we run out like once a year, but- Sorry. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry for those people who are listening that have, that have experienced that before. But we always have it on tap, it's called uh, Camp Slap Red. This is a um, hoppy red ale, actually one of the first homebrew recipes that we really like named and uh, we're were super, super excited about because we were going camping in West Virginia. Um, we wanted to brew a red ale that slapped us in the face with hops, <laughs> we it, so we called it a Camp Slap Red, and that's how the name was born, and here we sit drinking it. It's an uh, overly hoppy um, American red ale. Uh, nice malty flavor and through it finishes with a with a nice multi crisp bitterness um it's
1: tasty awesome absolutely well uh just for you know just for the sake of you and sean uh when we taste beers we do it a little uh, pretentious a little bit
5: <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> but we don't
1: take it too seriously uh, but we like to just start by remarking on you know the looks of the beer and then we'll move on to the nose of the beer and then we'll finally actually take the taste of the beer cool so i guess we can just start with uh how it looks right away uh-huh Holding up the light—it's my favorite part of the beer. Yep, <laughs> and I will tell you, it—it it looks exactly
0: like a red ale. It looks uh, as it
5: should. <laughs>
0: has some great head retention on it. Mine's still hanging around here a little bit. Some very nice clarity to the beer. Yeah, very clear. Nice copper color to it. Absolutely. Well, let's uh, let's take a sniff here and see what see what notes we're getting here on the nose.
2: Well, I can definitely see where the slap is coming from.
4: <laughs> nice. It smells hockey.
0: Yep, <laughs> it does. Now, Steven, myself, I'm I'm a true hophead. Steve enjoys IPAs, but Adam, he's he's the resident uh, <laughs> hop hater, I should say. Nice. So I'll be curious to see what you you think of this hop load now, now, there yeah. have
2: been hoppy beers that I do enjoy. Right. And, and as always, we always discussed, Go in with an open mind. <laughs> Every Go beer. in with an open mind. So that's what we're doing here. Yep.
3: That's what you got. Absolutely. Do.
2: Alright, well let's
3: uh,
0: let's get into this one, gentlemen. Sad, Cheers. I yes. appreciate it. Cheers. Cheers and thank you. Yes. Oh yeah, get no some, problem. Get some good uh, sound effects here. Uh-huh. Drinking <laughs> <of> glasses. <laughs> now, sounds my first of enjoyment. Thing, <laughs> the sounds of enjoyment, that is that is absolutely correct. And you know, the first thing that I noticed about this beer is you mentioned Cal that it you know was full of hops. And I can taste the hops. They're very prominent in this beer, but it's incredibly smooth yeah it goes down very
1: very easily yeah it really does that you get both the malt profile and that hoppy bitterness and i like that they they play with each other Mm -hmm. but it's really smooth on both ends neither overpowers the other yeah it's it's and it's very balanced yeah yeah. It's like a
0: fifty-pound
1: toddler playing with another fifty-pound
0: toddler. You know, and they're just going at it yeah, like mini sumo Yeah, anymore. yeah. I was gonna say mini sumo, sumo
2: wrestling, but I guess uh, That's the teeter totter makes yeah, sense.
0: I'm too. Wondering, yeah, I love it.
2: I'm wondering where you're getting fifty-pound toddlers. You ever watch Maury? I can't say that I have. Well, well we're on there. Maybe oh, you
0: should watch right? Maury. <laughs> but we'll save that for the Maury podcast yeah. or the fifty-pound toddler podcast. <laughs> Oh that's so, funny. Alright Adam, what's your uh what's your thoughts on this beer? Wait wait wait. It'd be called the Maury Podvich.
5: Ha!
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. Yes. Can we put a pin in that one? Yeah. It's yeah. like another winter project. Yeah, <laughs> another winter project. <laughs> Alright. But you go ahead, Adam. So, so so for me, uh I, it, with with the hoppiness I, I went in a little uneasy, but I gotta say, I like it. I like it. On the front end, yeah, you can definitely tell that it's going to be a little bit better, but the, It it smooths out quite nicely, I will say, uh, to a very enjoyable finish. That's the that's the way I would put it. A good enjoyable finish. So this glass is going to be empty by the end of the second. I'll I'll say that right now. (laughs) I'll
5: take every time. (laughs) Yep,
0: that's good. Now I got to ask. It's it's certainly you know you can taste the hops in there. I am unable to put my finger on what they are. Are you able to uh, to share that with
3: us, or is it a, uh, a Wrist House secret in terms of which hops are used in this beer? You know, we use a lot of a lot of uh, citron Amarillo in this beer, and because there's dark malts in it, uh, well not dark, but mid-malts in it, those always play with the flavor of the hops as well. So um, that gives you that undetectable uh, sense, in, mm. in my opinion. If you were doing like a nice light pale ale or something of that sort, you might be able to pick out Citra hops or Amarillo hops, but in this kind of beer, it's it's definitely a bit harder to try to pinpoint a hop due to the fact that the malt malt bill plays with the hop profile
2: so much. (laughs)
3: interesting
2: yeah because i can say for for myself i am certainly not well tuned enough to start picking that stuff out i i willfully admit i am an amateur at this but damn it i enjoy it i willfully admit i'm an amateur too
3: i'm only 30 years old i got like at least 50 more good years of drinking maybe we'll do this podcast again when i'm like 80 and then i'll tell you i'm a professional we'll
0: still be doing it so we're gonna hold you to that by god if they have to wheel
5: us in here
1: Somebody else has to set up the equipment because we can't see which wire goes in which hole. By that point, I hope I'll have just like a Stephen Hawking set up. And then I'll just have the board built into my wheelchair. That's great. Awesome, awesome. So,
0: yeah, as as we mentioned, we're here with Grist House. So, you know, let's let's talk about the brewery, guys. Let's let's talk about the beers and kind of you know what how this all came came to be. So, you know, what what was it that made you want to go out and and start a brewery and open open this place up?
3: Um, start that. I mean, from the grand sense of things, uh, I guess. Well, a wanted to do something I really enjoyed. Um, B, didn't want to be a software engineer anymore. <laughs> no, it's not, it not that I disliked it, I just, I, uh, I, I guess you could say didn't want to work for the man anymore or, or whatever it would be. Um, but uh, it was just an exciting opportunity. We saw Pittsburgh as a market that needed craft breweries. So there was only, I think when we started, what, six, seven, eight, nine, somewhere right in there. Yeah. yeah
1: definitely nowhere near the number (laughs) that we have today (laughs) and apparently a lot of other people thought that too
3: Um, so now we have about 30 but uh, uh, you know this this brewery all came about it was established with a lot of hard work um, uh, a lot of really good friends hard work and just the tenacity to get it open and uh, we loved homebrewing and just kind of steamrolled it into this I mean we went from five gallons to ten gallons to four hundred and sixty five
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is a hell of a jump <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it
3: really is So intimidating right yes it was um, and so we just never look back since then and we, we we love everything we do every day we come to work and uh, we get to do what we love yeah there's always you know shitty days brewing when the mash gets stuck or this or that but um, every day you come to work and you're making beer for people the, the listeners and hopefully people enjoy it
2: so you, you mentioned that you went from 10-gallon batches up to 400-plus-gallon batches. What was the biggest thing that you saw uh, in that jump in capacity? Were there things that you didn't expect to see going from a homebrew to to obviously a very large capacity facility? Uh, I w- we expected
3: a lot, but I would say the biggest thing was um, just the, the volumes, the amount of liquid you're moving, and really what... Uh, like head pressure does to a grain bed and all that stuff. I mean, it's it's um, just a lot different in that regard. Your 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 louder takes 80 minutes instead of some you know a lot less time sometimes right. on a homebrew batch. When you're only getting five, the recipe
4: uh, scaled actually pretty darn good. Yeah, campsite was like one of the, the very first beer we did too, and it. I mean, it, we just multiplied up for however many gallons, and it came out pretty dang close to what we wanted to. Hmm. Yeah,
3: but. Give a little shout out to our friend, John um, He He's the one we asked him, how do we scale these recipes up? He's like, one to one, <laughs> <laughs> do it like that. We're like, all right, so do. that's what we did. And it actually works out, like Sean said. I mean, it's it's pretty uh, pretty
2: easy to scale up and then adjust from there, very cool. That makes me feel really good, because I'll be honest, because we're all home brewers as well. And that's one of the things that we've always wondered about. If we scaled it up to a you know a large capacity, how would it change? How would we have to change our recipe? Would it be any any different? But it sounds like it's just nope, just double, triple, quadruple,
4: yeah, of tweaks after a few times. But really,
3: right. it was just not far off. That's for sure. Yep, it
4: does change.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's more of like a. Bitterness thing, but it doesn't. It's not detrimental to the beer. You're still going to make a good beer if you scaled it up one to one. Gotcha. It might not be exactly what you thought it was going to be because in ten gallons you're used to X, mm-hmm. and then you go to five hundred, it's going to be maybe a little different. But it's still going to be a good beer and a drinkable beer. You just might have to make little tweaks here. Gotcha. Okay, so it'll get you pretty much right in the ballpark. They've right. Just gotta. Yeah. To hit a home run, you definitely got to tweak. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're really lucky, and it's always better to be lucky than good.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So uh, just to jump back a little bit into, uh, you know, what brought you here personally as brewers, you know, Kyle, you mentioned that you're, you no longer wanted to be a software engineer. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. program that way. Yeah. Uh, Sean, you mentioned before the show while we were just talking that you were an engineer as well.
4: Yeah, for about a year and a half in college, and I switched to uh, biology. Okay. I finished with uh, a degree in biology, but so I moved to Pittsburgh probably close to eight years ago and when Brian and Kyle, Brian, the other owner here, Brian was in D.C., Kyle's in Cleveland, um, and they ended up moving here, and then when they did, they started homebrewing, so I started homebrewing with them, and they came up with the idea. And I was still working my other job. I worked in a laboratory, helping him whenever they bought the building. I was helping out, and then Kyle quit his <laughs> Pretty job. Pretty much every day. <laughs> <laughs> every night and weekend I had a chance to, I was over here, and then Kyle started, once this got up and running, he quit his job and realized it was too much work for him, so I ended up quitting my job and coming yeah. over here too. So, never looked back since. Very cool.
3: Yes, sir.
0: That's uh, you know, there's really something to be said about that. Cause I've, I don't know if I was ever on the verge of quitting, but I've. I read How to Open a Bar for Dummies before. Like, what's that merit? You know, I'm taking you know, with the idea of potentially going out and doing something like this to, for, the, for the same reasons, you know, to really get out on your own, be independent, and do what
4: you love.
0: It's the right. American
1: dreams. It, it, it really it is. is
0: the American dream. It's still a bit scary. You're leaving
4: something that was stable, and I have, you have no idea. Yeah, it's very scary. It yeah. wasn't the boom yet, so we had no idea how successful it was going to be at all. Right. I just yeah. wanted to do something like that for i just wanted to work for myself basically like, yeah kind yep kind of getting close to a decade doing a job and i didn't know where it was going to go and this just seems seems like the right next me. step yeah. well you and guys I,
1: you guys definitely did right place right time yeah yeah, yeah. It yeah. Worked out not too bad i think i speak for sean with this too it's kind of cool to see every ounce of every you know
3: ounce of work you put in every every uh every thought you have everything that you do every day really makes a difference you know and i think that's the biggest the biggest thing that we all wanted was like, we wanted our input. We wanted to make a difference in something. And in a big corporation, when you're kind of stuck as a cog in the wheel, doesn't <laughs> matter what you think every day, you know, you, sometimes you don't make a difference. And I, I think that's what really is the, the gravitating part of this for for me. And I, I know I speak for Sean too, is every day we can change the, the course, we can steer the ship however we want. And I think that holds really just near and dear to my heart.
0: Very cool. So, so how did you guys then, you know, given that when you came into Pittsburgh, you said there were maybe, what, six or seven craft breweries. So in terms of the real estate, it was pretty open in terms of what neighborhood you could go into. How did you land on Millvale as, a, as the spot? Because at the time... I. Did at least from you know my experience in Millville, it had about Mr. Smalls and that was about <laughs> it. So right. how'd, you,
3: uh, how'd you say, yeah, we want to come in here and make a difference in this neighborhood? Well, I wouldn't so much say that we chose Millville more than Millville kind of chose us. Um, and I'll say this in in just, the proximity to downtown was great. Um, you know we did a little research on Millville it, we knew mr. smalls was here um, it was right across from Lawrenceville obviously a, a booming suburb of Pittsburgh and not really a suburb it's only a stone's throw away from the city but all you listeners I'm sure know that uh, and this building you know we walked this building was on the market for a while we never looked at it and all of a sudden it kind of came down into our price range so that had a lot to do with the two price um, you know we were just a couple of sub twenty years old, twenty year olds trying to afford any building we could. And this one came into our price range, we came and looked at it. We were like, Wow, I think this can work. Um, and it was kinda cool. We knew we had outdoor space, which we love. That's we all grew up in uh, Erie, a little South of Erie in Waterford. Okay. And we grew up having bonfires and, and just being outdoors basically. And this, this kind of landed to that, you know, being in the city, but also have a little outdoor space. We can have, we have fires every day we're open during daylight savings times. Um, and the, the like I said, the, the building just kind of picked us as it came down to our price range and the dream went on from there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'd say you guys definitely have one of the most prime locations and that's because of what you just said about it, having that open outdoor space. Right. Like Sucky. there's a lot, there's a lot of places that are re- really crammed up, <laughs> mm-hmm. but you guys definitely have the real estate to have an inside area and you have the outside area for like picnics and food trucks and all that kind of stuff. Right, it's just a fantastic place to come to. Oh, <laughs> well, thanks. Yeah, we think so too. <laughs> <laughs> all in agreement. <laughs> yeah, all right. that, that makes five of us. <laughs> so you guys said you uh, started home brewing. Do you guys still homebrew as like a testing process or do you just go straight big batch? Nice. Uh, I pretty much live here so I kind of homebrew here. (laughs) um, If I had time
4: more at home I probably would and we just got a pilot batch so when I'm not even brewing over there now we're going to start brewing on another uh, pilot system so almost brew. It's going to be close to about four or five times a week here. I wish I had more time to do it other places as well but this is basically my home. I live across the street so I... I sleep there and just wake up and in the day, same so.
1: At least that's credibly convenient. convenient. You know what? That's not. Yeah. That's not too bad. Yeah, I was gonna say,
3: same on gas. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty, pretty good come commute. On just door. I think I think Sean brags. I think he fills up his tank like once every six months. <laughs> <pretty>
5: much,
3: uh, <laughs> I don't remember last time I, got, I bought gas.
0: Well, that's nice because let me tell you, man, it's going up yeah. again. Right. We're almost back at three dollars a gallon, which is
3: bullshit. But. Gosh, just following the trend of Bitcoin. Up, up, up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and and we so now we just Sean just mentioned we just bought a new pilot system, so we'll be doing a lot of crazy little things on that thing, uh, which is kind of refreshing and takes us back to brewing a little bit on a smaller scale. Mm-hmm. When we're brewing on the 15 barrels. We're just trying to keep up with production, and we're trying to um, you know make make beers that people are going to enjoy. And we wouldn't do like a anise lager 15 barrels of that right, without right. testing it first. Um, we'd do a crazy IPA, sure, but not just some off the wall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Nuts recipe, right. and this will give us the ability to do that, which I think is going to be really cool. And we'll see a lot of uh, a lot of upcoming really interesting recipes here at Christos.
4: Very cool. So much to learn that we could brew all our lives and never learn all we can learn. So till we're 80. never going to stop.
2: And then you'll be back here, right,
4: <laughs> with, us, with us
5: for
1: another podcast. I'll claim I'm a professional then.
2: <laughs> so will we.
1: Was <laughs> yeah. it like ten thousand hours? For your craft before you can become a master,
0: yes. That's like, yeah, something, <laughs> yeah, something like that, You're right? So.
1: Now, I might be pushing that
0: right now. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like it. At yeah. least. I was gonna say we don't have anywhere near 10,000 hours of podcasting no. under no, our no. belt, so you guys are gonna get there worlds ahead of us.
1: <laughs> 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 it will be amateur hour again when right? we <laughs> <laughs> We'd have to podcast like Joe Rogan every day. <laughs> yeah, make it a full-time job. Yep.
2: So on the pilot system, is there anything you guys are, are really wanting to try just a, a completely off the wall, you know, a, a Lucky Charm stout or something ridiculous like that, that you guys are, have been just wanting to get in there, you just haven't had a chance to, to make it yet?
3: Um, as far as like dreams of making that ridiculous recipe, I'm more of a spontaneity kind of person. Um, so when something good comes to me, like my wife today mentioned a Pitzel, a Pitzel beer, and I was like, Meh, "That's a pretty good idea." All
1: right, so, especially for Pittsburgh. Right,
3: right. <laughs> I was say, so not far from a Polish community. Right, <laughs> right. Uh, right. <laughs> that so, could be a hit. Yep. So uh, that that might be something we try, and and any any ideas we have, we have a big list. Uh, so it's not just one that sticks out. There's like fifty um and we're we're just going to try to crank through that list <laughs> over the next years. So here's what I'm thinking you need
2: to do. I'm seeing you guys have a dartboard down there. Uh-huh. You need to cover every number with a <laughs> recipe.
5: Okay,
4: just that's pick a good it that idea. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Find a bunch of styles together. Yeah. Yep, that's the way. That's the way to run through them. I like it. Thing is, there isn't really any styles anymore. So it's just everything is mixed together. Yeah. It's right. bad.
2: is it good? Is it not good? That's yeah. pretty much mm-hmm. Right. Nine.
3: Yep. That is exactly it nowadays.
2: Now
0: you guys have been rated really the best brewery in Pittsburgh on, on multiple occasions, at least that I've seen on, you know, through various polls, and I mean that's that's a well, huge honor, especially with how many breweries are now in Pittsburgh. Does does that ever add any type of pressure to what you're doing? Are you always looking to you know continue to go above above and beyond, and how do you yeah. how, how does that add to creating some of this amazing beer that you put out?
4: And yeah, I think it's more motivation and pressure because you want to live up to what people think of you, so. You can't afford to kind of slip up or kind of not meet their expectations so it's motivation to kind of keep always getting better and make sure you're living up to what they just said about you mm-hmm. I mean we definitely appreciate appreciate it every year and it's kind of overwhelming you wouldn't expect it but now it just motivates us to keep getting better all the time so
3: yeah we want to stay there I mean so the only way you do that is keep making really good beers and uh, keep forging new recipes and and trying to come up with a uh, Things that taste delicious, <laughs>
5: things that are unique. <laughs> I
4: just know
3: it's gonna keep getting harder. Cause there's a lot of good beer
4: beers coming out in Pittsburgh now too, so mm-hmm. if you want to hold on to it. You gotta. It's a good competition, and if it's good for good for the craft beer scene, if everybody wants to keep getting better, oh it yeah, rubs off on everybody yeah. else.
0: Well, there's a lot of foods in the Giant Eagle Market District, which could be a lot of ingredients. So, you know, if you get if you run out of ideas, you start walking up and down the aisles right. and saying, "Oh, well, maybe we can brew with this." <laughs>
3: Italian hoagie. <laughs> We're gonna blend up this burrito and put it in a Randall. <laughs> yes.
0: please. <laughs> I'm just trying to think back of some of the weird things I've seen people brew with here in Pittsburgh, and I remember, um, I think it was Rock Bottom who did the. Uh, They did the the Cool Ranch Doritos, it was called the Cool Ranch Burritos or something, it was like a collaboration. That
2: was a collaboration for Pittsburgh Craft Beer Week, right? Yeah, 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 it was was. a collab. Yep.
0: And then recently I had a beer from Hitchhiker and it was called the Mashmallow Count Chocula and it was a marshmallow stout brewed with Count Chocula cereal, which was really cool. It was a really tasty beverage. And uh, I don't know, it's just people are innovating so quickly now. It's like everybody's trying to outdo the next person in oh, yeah of what crazy ingredient can we use next. Yeah, what sounds interesting in <laughs> these two.
3: Yeah, a lot of it's about buzzwords. Bud word, buzzwords,
5: Bud words.
3: Bud. Buzz. <laughs> no, Buzz that Speaking of that, that was a
0: reference to the frogs. Have you ever guys considered brewing with frogs?
5: Have <laughs> 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 you ever had any desire
0: to come out with a frog beer? Uh, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I think it might be That's a little hoppy. Like yeah, uh, a little, a little <laughs> hoppy. I actually, I actually waited a second to say that because I thought Adam <laughs> would snipe, snipe that pun for me, but he
5: didn't say anything, so
1: I had to come in and say that I thought it would be a little hoppy. I mean, if you're talking frogs, it's kind of a Frenchy ingredient. You could also use uh, snail and have an goza <laughs> 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 I, I, I like it. I could pay you guys to make up names for us. Yep. great.
4: <laughs> that gets really hard sometimes. Uh-huh. I was going to say, we're just
1: giving all kinds of ideas here. I know. Giving them this, away for free.
3: This is, is going to be a out. lot more fruit for us than <laughs> you. <guys. laughs>
0: get them on that list. Put them on the dartboard. <laughs> right. I want a frog beer by July. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's, uh, let's get back to this beer. Um, as a reminder, we are drinking the Cat. Camp Slap Red.
3: No cats in this one. No, <laughs> no cat. cats. No cats in the
0: camp. The Camp Slap Red. And, yeah, let's go around and see what our uh, final thoughts are. Let's start with our guest. Wow. Gail, what do you think of this beer? The Camp Slap Red. <laughs> of first, one of your first beers that you brewed in uh, a, in a I sample here at the
3: brewery. You know, I, I find myself going back to it all the time in the brewery. I'm a, I'm a very... Uh, 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 I don't want to say seasonal, but I guess you could just say mixed drinker. One day I'll drink an IPA, the next day I'll drink a red, the next day I'll drink a brown. So it's, I'm never stuck on one thing for very long and this is always a great beer to go back to, uh, kind of to, to reset the palate and just take you back to, I guess, our roots and, and I think it's delicious, but I obviously am
5: biased.
3: <laughs> Holds a deer place in your heart. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> well, yeah, kinda the same, enjoyed. but, uh,
4: I really appreciate balance like this beer has between malt and hops. So it's always kind of a good fallback for me because we get on, we do a lot of or seasonal stuff too, but like you said, there's something that has to be said about a perfectly balanced beer and something that looks great. I just find myself looking at it in the light and seeing that red glow and it just looks awesome to me. So I love it. One of my favorite beers we make. That's why we always have it on.
1: Excellent. All right, well. Debbie Downer. What do you got?
4: <laughs> you finished it.
0: Yeah, no, That's
1: right. Go it's gone.
0: I'm actually the only one that still has a you sip. You are the only I'm one. So. Saving it. I'm saving it for my review at the for
3: end. For
2: final thoughts. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I had to drink it first. Why? Mm. Because wow. I enjoyed it. It is, it is a well-balanced beer. I enjoyed it. And I believe that the Camp Slap Red is a fantastic name for this beer. Because this is definitely the type of beer that you would be having with, you know, a, a fall day, a crisp day, And then, you know, you get into the campfire side of things. Sit down, relax. This is the kind of beer that I think would be perfect for that situation. So, yeah, uh, you're drinking it. I'm not because my glass is empty, right? (laughs) I said
1: one one thought left and that's it. He's trying to savor it as much as he can. I couldn't do it. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'll I'll go (laughs) since you're calling me
0: out on it, Adam. Let me uh, take a pause, finish this beer. Alright, now I'm gonna, I'll preface it by saying that uh, the, red, the red ale is not my favorite style of beer, but I really enjoy this one, and you know me, I'm a hop head, so I love the hops, I love the hoppy flavor of this beer, and I just love how it's very balanced. Um, you know, it's malty, it's hoppy, and it's delicious, and it leaves a nice, crisp, you know, refreshing taste. Uh, aftertaste in your mouth after after you take that final sip. So you know I'm not even going to take a sip of water for the rest of the second because I just wanted to linger. <laughs> it. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> Literally just mask in my mouth. So what I find interesting is you and I came from different sides of the beer because uh, I do enjoy red ales and you obviously like the hoppy side of things. Mm-hmm. But we both came to the same conclusion with this. That is true, which is I find quite interesting. I well, like
4: two 50-pound toddlers we
1: met in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, comes full circle. Uh-huh. And as a person who enjoys both red ales and hoppy ales, it just makes sense. So, <laughs> Yeah, cool I just nice. enjoy the balance of it. All right, Perfect. so so it sounds like the Camp Slap
0: Red is a winner. Great thing for all our listeners out there. It's always on tap down here at Grist House, so you can come down, you can enjoy one, and uh, see for yourself just how delicious it is. So that's it for the first segment. We'll come back here in a few minutes with uh, Sean and Kyle, and we'll talk more Grist House, and we'll drink some more Grist House beer. So stay tuned, everybody. Can't wait. Hey everyone, check this out. There's a Seattle-based company called Tavor that enables the discovery of new and exciting beers and breweries. Tavor gets the best independent beer from literally all around the world, such as Denmark, New Zealand, Belgium, and of course, everywhere in the US. The app is incredibly simple to use and you get some ridiculously good beers delivered right to your door. Welcome back, Hop Nation. We are still here at Grist House, back for segment two, and back for more fun with uh, Kyle and Sean, uh, the owners here at uh, Grist House Brewery. So, you know, without further ado, we are all looking at another delicious beer here. So I'm gonna turn it over to Sean to tell us what we are going to be drinking next.
4: So this is a new version of an old uh, favorite of ours. It's called wheat juice. Uh, it's a little bit amped up, but Wheat Juice kind of had its roots as a collaboration beer we did a while back with uh, Hitchhiker and Hop Farm. I think it was two years ago, right? That we so, did that. Yeah, at least it was two wild. years ago. And we weren't really up on trends, so we just thought it'd be kind of cool to see what a hoppy wheat beer would be like, and that's why it's kind of got its name. Eventually, it was for wheat's sake back then. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, let's just do a wheat beer that's hoppy. And that's kind of what we did, and then we really liked it. Kind of changed it up and just started making one called We Choose and like, well, this is super tasty during a summer. And then kind of left it for a while and then realized Hazy beers were starting to be kind of a trend. Like, huh, that's kind of like what we made and like, let's revisit it. But then other beers like our Hazy Juice Grenade kind of stems for this. We kind of tweaked some different things, Fudline, a few other double IPAs. And finally, we were trying to think of another one just recently to do, and we thought, let's bring back Wee Juice, since it was one of our favorites back then. And brought it back and amped it up, double dry hop, uh, a little bit higher alcohol, a little bit bigger everything, just to give it more flavor, a little more juice character. And We just released this last Wednesday, still going to be on for a couple more weeks, so come down and try it, and uh, see what you think.
1: Awesome.
0: All right. Well, I'm very excited for this beer because as we were chatting about, you know, the, on our break between segments, I was telling Kyle that this is this is my all-time favorite Grist House beer right here. And I was incredibly saddened this summer when I came down to the brewery and I didn't see it. Then I came down again. It wasn't on tap. Then I came down one last time and it
5: wasn't on tap. And, and that I was thought, the last time I came down. <laughs> and I
0: thought the beer had gone away forever, that they weren't going to do it anymore. So the fact that we're sitting here drinking it is just very exciting. Today is the day, so Is the day I'm. I'm We couldn't be more thrilled. (laughs) Yeah. Now, now, first look. This is a very, uh, very hazy beer. So, would you guys consider this a wheat, an IPA,
3: or a mixture of both styles? It's got a lot of different things. I mean, it's, it's, it's a. It's got wheat in it. It's got uh, malted oats in this one. Yeah, it's got malted oats. It's got barley. So it's, it's like a hybrid of all three. I wouldn't consider it just a pure wheat. I wouldn't consider it just an IPA. It's definitely a hybrid style.
0: It has a wonderful color to it. Yeah. It's it's hazy and you know kind of has a light. I mean, it looks like orange yellow. Juice. It looks yeah, just yeah. like orange juice. It sure
2: yeah, it does. does. I'll even go one step further. I'd go mimosas mimosas mm-hmm. yeah. It does look oh, like a mimosa. Yeah. Like it makes like with orange
4: juice and it's a del- delicious breakfast drink too. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. 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 I believe it's it. it. <laughs> so
0: great great color on this one. Pretty big pineapple and other citrus aroma.
1: I was going to say, it has yeah. a very citrusy nose. You get that right yeah. off the bat. Yeah, it's very citrusy, but it's not like hoppy bitter. Like it's just citrusy. Right. Yeah. It's like a sweeter,
3: sweeter aroma, too. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Um, beer's not sweet, but it is, it's got like a sweet, like juicy, sweet, juicy candy pineapple kind of thing going on, you know? It's uh,
1: interesting. Yeah, I'm yeah. definitely getting that. I'm excited and to you, drink it. And so. you can <laughs> smell it when it's uh, about three inches from your nose, too. <laughs> that, too. Yeah, okay, I was I mean, going to say. It is, it is just
0: pouring out of the snifter here it's yep. fantastic so what do you say we uh we dig in yeah we, we have to don't have to gentlemen <laughs> <laughs> oh man i said i was gonna chug this one on the last uh, <laughs> don't, don't worry we're, it really we're quick, still gonna beat you <laughs> I know. Now,
1: now you don't want to wait if you finish it again yeah so. no i need to really no no it. you're gonna way. have to wait till next year sam <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you get one this year yeah you. you get you get one taster that's it <laughs> Man, that's really good. Oh, man. Are you, are, I'm, I'm grinning from ear to ear. Yeah, I mean, I've, people at home can't see that, but, I mean, it's quite obvious that you're very happy that you have your wheat juice again.
0: Yeah, i got to get a selfie uh, with this beer and put it on our Instagram page <laughs> right. so that people can see just how excited I am to be drinking this. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, it's, it's absolutely delicious. It's citrusy, and it's balanced, and it's flavorful, and it's, it's not... It's not bitter, it's just, it goes down like a mimosa, or like some orange juice, and this is a beer
2: that you could drink many, many of. Would you consider this a dangerous beer because you could drink so many so easily? 7.3% still. Yeah, it's pretty dangerous. Yeah.
5: Yes. yes, I, mean, I, I wouldn't you know, beer. If
3: you try to drink eight of these in an hour, it probably <laughs> wouldn't
5: be
0: a good time. <laughs> it
4: was an inside joke.
0: <laughs> yeah, because this is not not only a beer that you could drink a lot of, but you you you're going to be drinking it very quickly because it's so flavorful, it's so tasty, and when you're done with the first sip, you can't wait for the next one. You know, you're so excited to have have another sip. Agreed. And when, when your glass is empty, then you just go back to the bar and you get another one. Right. There's more beer there for you.
3: <laughs> what the first sip does is prime you for the next three
0: glasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Gents, what are your thoughts? Anything anything
1: additional? I feel like I've kind of stolen everybody's thunder there on that I first impression. I mean, yeah, you kind of did. <laughs> yeah. But uh I completely agree. It's it's again a really smooth drinking beer. It's not bitter uh, like the Camp Slap. You know, the Camp Slap has a little bit of that bitterness. This one Mm -hmm. has exactly what Kyle was saying. It it has that juiciness, it has that citrus flavors, and it just is a nice, easy drinker. And it is a dangerous beer. (laughs) So, uh...
3: Mr. I don't like IPAs, what would you, what do you think? Give yeah, me two IPAs. Yeah. We'll give you two IPAs to start out, now that you don't like them. And the third one's going to be an IPA, too. <laughs> no, no, open mine, open mine, open mine. Uh, Remember, no. the owners are sitting right in front you, and you're in a big warehouse
2: in the middle of there no And there is a meat hook you. right behind you. <laughs> this is the best beer I've ever had, I swear to <laughs> God. All right, that's
5: a wrap. <laughs> no,
2: this All right, got to go, to Cut it. <laughs> this actually is a, is a really good beer. I've never actually had this one before, uh, and I do enjoy it a lot. Uh, it it definitely has that juiciness side of it, and I'm and I'm thinking because one of the things I like to do with the beers is where would I drink this beer? Uh, and and I'm Valid thinking uh, this one would actually be really good uh, poolside. Mm. I'm thinking this would be a good poolside beer. Yep. So. Uh, if y'all don't mind, I'm going to go get my bikini on. <laughs> we do
1: mine. I
3: can't <laughs> yeah, wait to see yeah, this. Yeah, someone, <laughs> someone take his <a> WeChat <laughs> from him, someone
2: take his <laughs> from him.
1: It's November, you want to take that risk, go ahead. <laughs>
4: Just, you carry that around with you? All
2: the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. You don't?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> a lot of hot tubs in Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> you always have to be prepared. Right. You know,
4: it's that's like my undershirt, basically. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well let's get it back into the Grist House talk, something that I know we're all excited to talk about. So, as we mentioned, you know, it's get, it's getting colder outside. The weather's, the weather's starting to turn shitty here in Pittsburgh. But, you know, with shitty weather comes great Holiday and winter beers, right? I mean, that's something year. that we all look forward to some Truth. dark porters and stouts and Christmas ales True. So anything that you guys have coming up on the docket that you might be releasing around the winter or for the holidays um, That you that you want to share with uh, with the audience
3: nice. Yeah, we got uh, we got our black in the USSR. It is coming out um shit it's already out (laughs) Uh, you guys you guys will be able to come down to the tap room and get this our black in the ussr just came out um and it's one of our big russian imperial stouts uh it's it's just nice it's balanced it's it's just big it coats the mouth it's tasty and and it really really takes you home for the holidays. <laughs> that um. was
2: actually the first Chris House beer I ever had. Oh yeah? Yeah, and so that was what introduced me to you guys. Nice, and,
3: that's yeah. a good one introduced. Because big fan. Yeah, it's, it's big falling. fan. Good. You should leave an impression. Dude. Yeah, that, that's an impression. Uh, a, a beer that leaves an impression, like Sean yeah. just said. Um, so we got that, that that's out right now. What's um, the ABV on
0: that one? That's gotta be a big, big, uh, uh, big about 9.8%. Yeah. Oh, 9.8, yeah. 8, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's pretty big. Uh, That'll keep you warm during the winter months.
3: <laughs> yeah, you drink three of those, you'll be feeling we it. We limit it to, I
4: think it's a 10 or 12-ounce pours keep it short.
3: so Right. Don't want people drinking five black and USSR's here. That yeah. <laughs> just poses everybody for a bad time.
0: Yep, that's a, that's a good, uh, good limitation. Right. <laughs> um, a,
4: go ahead. I was going to say, it's also a nitro beer, too, so a kind of unique twist on a Russian imperial stout. So it kind of really mellows everything out, makes it nice and smooth compared to uh, the normal carbonated uh, twist beers. Also, we got a brewing uh, our Double Vice Coffee Porter, uh, which should be coming out in a couple weeks. That's one of my personal favorites, because in the name, the way it says it, well, you have started drinking coffee, so now Mm -hmm. he's on board, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) we pretty much have two vices at Grist House, and one being beer, and one is coffee, so we put them together, and it's a match made in heaven. Uh, We did just release our Black IPA, which is another one of our fall uh, uh, favorites, too.
3: And we do have uh, a beer coming out. It should be out uh, this week sometime, I would say. And it's Funky Street. So if you guys oh. ever tried Funky Street last year, you know it's a little funky. and It's pretty, pretty damn good. <laughs> um, but what it is, it's a uh, red sour, so like a, a little bit of a darker sour. It's a kettle sour beer. And um, it's got a lot of malt character to it, but we amp it up with... Uh, red tart cherries, a gratuitous amount of all of these, I might, might say, <laughs> red tart cherries, uh, raspberries and cranberries, Ooh, so nice. It it's a perfect go with your turkey beer, um, it's tart, and it's nice, it's got a great nose, it's fruity and it's well rounded, um, so that's one of my personal
1: favorites for the holidays as well. So you're saying bring your uh, Thanksgiving leftovers down to Grist House for some funky street? <laughs> <Hell yeah. laughs> well uh plenty of
3: picnic tables here. We'll, we'll have <laughs> some mountain pie irons, you guys can put the you guys can make your own gobbleritos when you come down. Ooh, nice. oh.
0: The gobblerito. that yeah. is one of my all time favorite Thanksgiving treats yep. from Madness. They are delicious. Damn, those are
3: good. Yes, they are. Oh,
0: oh man. man. So but, yeah, I've, I actually never had Funky Street. I, I must have missed it last year because I didn't even hear about it, oh. uh, which is a shame because that sounds amazing, so I'm really glad to hear that it's coming back because I know I'm a huge sour beer fan, and that's that's right up my alley, especially yeah. a dark sour like that.
2: You too busy looking for the wheat juice? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm still looking for Not part. coming back to the wheat juices there, guys. Yeah,
0: right? Yeah. <laughs> well, we it's just, just gained again. <laughs> All right.
4: But yeah, other than that, we will uh, we don't plan... A lot ahead all the time, so there's probably more to come, but that's what we got going on so far.
3: Yeah, various pilot recipes are coming out. We're gonna do an espresso bean milk stout. Um, that'll be coming Ooh, out. Cool,
2: that sounds good. Yeah, yeah that it sounds sh- amazing. should be
3: pretty tasty. Um, you have
2: my attention.
0: <laughs> you guys got some great stuff coming out. This is awesome.
3: Yeah, and, we'll, and with that little pilot system, I mean, it'll only be out for a weekend and then it'll be gone. So that'll be kind of cool. It'll, uh, People will be able to come and try it, and then if it makes it to the big system, it will. If not, it won't be back for a while.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So you hear that, everybody? You have a reason to come every weekend to Grist House now. (laughs) Pretty much, yeah,
3: exactly. Try
0: something new pretty much every weekend. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that's that's exciting. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna be looking forward to to coming down because I love I love visiting breweries in the winter. I mean, the summer, you know, with my wife, we like to do stuff, especially outdoors. It's harder to get to breweries, but in the winter here in Pittsburgh, there's let's face it, there's nothing to do, right? So why not check out the breweries? Yep. To see what beers brewing drink. And, and drink. Yeah. <laughs> <It doesn't laughs> that's even a snow. Pittsburgh staple. It's just
3: cold. It doesn't even snow. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's it's cold.
4: <laughs> it's
0: really From time we, time, it's yeah. icy. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Dark when you Very go to work, dark
4: when you leave work. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Very depressing until you get into the brewery and you know you get that first tall glass of, I don't know, anything, whatever any you're beer, for, any whatever, whatever you're in the mood for. Yeah. It just It just makes it all better. <laughs> See, fantastic. for
2: me, it, it's the, it's not even the first glass of beer, it's walking in and that smell. Oh, okay. That's when you know it's gonna be a good time. Just a bit of malty nose. Yeah, just...
4: Especially when they're brewing.
0: It yeah. smells <laughs> right. I can't get drunk off the smell, so it's the taste of
5: it's, it's the actual drinking
1: that I enjoy. I like it. Stop teasing me. Stop teasing me, Smell. We talked about what you guys have new that's coming up. Mm-hmm. I had a, I, I've had seen a trend lately of beer blending. Mm-hmm. With Flying Dog, they've, been, they've released a pack of beers that were beers blended together. And New Belgium's doing the same thing, and they're giving you recipes to blend their beers together. Mm-hmm. So I just wondered, do you guys have any interest in that? And specifically, have you thought about blending the Grizzly Brown Bear and the Camp Slap Red to make the uh, Grizzly Bear in the camp? <laughs> <laughs> when I read that, I thought that was hysterical. And it is great, <laughs> yeah. but
4: close to that, we've done the Black IPA and the Camp Slap Red together. Oh, yeah. And actually, that one, just out of the test, uh, like 50-50 in the glass. Uh, other beers, we blend barrel beers and sour beers definitely have thought about doing it for batches that we've brewed just to see how they would mix together.
3: Yeah, we, we, we've, uh, actually talked about it quite extensively. We, we've even talked about the, uh, the, the beer cocktails kind of thing too, yeah. where, you know, you go get some rum, make some beer cocktails, and that's like, the beer, with like the beer mostly was like this. beer. Right. <laughs> so we, we've talked about all this. It's just the implementation and the lack of taps. Uh, right. So, you know, do you, do you do it with uh, a couple kegs, then you gotta take half from one keg, half from another keg, then you got two half empty kegs. So from a logistical standpoint, it's kind of tough right now just because we're limited on space and quantity of tanks that we have. Um, Yeah. In the future, I can guarantee you you will see stuff like that from us. That's cool. Ooh, yeah The yeah, cool thing good. is we can make them in kegs and serve them on draft Yeah, um, and any any brewery can serve Pennsylvania spirits now Oh Really? So We technically could serve any any Maggie's farm or Wiggle that we wanted to um, oh, nice. even in the form of shots Doesn't matter uh, mm. nowadays, but we don't yet just because like I said space mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean just just doesn't fit here right, very well, well right now. It doesn't but, fit here very well. But in the future, um, we this is on our radar. Let's put it that way. Awesome. Awesome.
0: I'm going to do uh when that happens, I'm going to do a black in the USSR Boilermaker with uh, nice. Maggie's arm, bro. <laughs> good night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You guys, you limit me on the yeah. black in the USSR. <laughs> I'll show you. Uh-huh. Uh,
1: that's great. You know, it'd be good black in the USSR and uh, some of the Kraken dark rum. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I bet yeah. that would actually be really <laughs> that good. That would be good. Yeah. Tasty. <laughs> mm-hmm. It'd actually be good with this, too, because I've found uh, orange juice and kraken mix really well together, so I think kraken and uh, the wheat juice would work
2: really well as well. I would try it. Uh, sounds yeah. to me like we have experiment time. <laughs> I was going to yeah. say.
0: All kinds of ideas. Sounds, uh, it Sounds pretty to pretty me fun like fun.
2: someone ran out of vodka in his house. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I have experiment time on my own. Time. <laughs> so just add it to the dartboard. Yeah. 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 All right. Cool. So here's
0: here's something I've always been wondering about Grist House, and I have to ask because you know Grist House is a very dog friendly brewery. True. Every time my wife and I have come down here, there's dogs everywhere. And although we do not have a dog, I love getting to meet all of the dogs almost as much as I like <laughs> drinking the beer. You right. pet lover. all the dogs. Right. And, and I do almost every time. I, I, I love the dogs. I don't give them any beer because, as we know, hops can cause, cause malignant hypothermia in dogs. And you Only don't want to raw do that. hops,
3: though. Only raw hops.
0: That's, that's true. Hops but I, beer does not. That's, that's a good point, but I, I don't take any chances. I well, I, I, I don't You've
3: got to play it safe. It's I don't all want it. your dog. <laughs> that's true. You don't carry pet insurance.
0: <laughs> so, my question is how many dogs have you had here at the brewery at one time?
3: Uh, I mean, it's a pretty substantial amount on, on summer days when everybody's outside. Uh, I, I've counted personally, just outside of the picnic tables, 20, 30, um, and we've had these pups and pints days um, where we partner with uh, a couple people and we do like a, a, basically a dog day here at Grist House and man, I, I, there's probably- It's almost bit, one-to-one. Yeah. It's like one-to-one. One. Like if dogs could buy beer, we would be rich. <laughs>
0: Well, I have not been to a pups and pint night, but I'm gonna have to come and skew those numbers a little bit yeah. and just come by myself. Yeah, they fly cool. solo. They're cool. But uh, yeah, it, that sounds awesome.
3: That, that's uh, one thing that you know we, we always loved because we're, we're huge dog people, and who doesn't want to go home grab their their dog, their best friend, and bring them down to at least enjoy the night with them rather than sitting at home while, while they're not while they're out uh, getting a beer so. For us, it, it works, and I think for a lot of people in Pittsburgh, it works as well.
2: I was going to ask, is that something that that was part of the brewery from the beginning, to be able to, to have dogs here? Or is yeah. that something that kind of happened one day, and you're like, ah, eh, screw it, let it ride, let's No, nope, that was
3: always from the beginning. We always wanted to be dog-friendly, so uh, awesome. that's, yeah. that, was, that was part of our mission plan. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Yeah
0: very very enjoyable experience when you get to not only enjoy some great
3: beers but you know pet other people's dogs as well <laughs> yeah yeah you see dogs from all walks of life too it's nice when a cute puppy comes in and it's not so nice when the slobbery like biggest dog you've ever seen in your life comes in and just like goons at you those are the best behaved dogs though. Yeah, yeah they, they are, are. Yeah. a lot of the bigger the dog
4: the more uh, relaxed like they Kathy are. like
0: Kathy Bates on the office with those two great dates. <laughs> <Yeah.
3: laughs> that's exactly it. A couple Irish wolfhounds no, that yeah. are about five feet tall. Yeah, we love them all. They're all, all welcome, and uh, it's really cool to uh, see people just interact with them. And, you know, owner's faces light up when someone comes up to them and says, Can I pet your dog? They're like, absolutely. <laughs> that's that's they, they love it, so it's really cool. Well, if I ever get a dog...
0: That'll just give you more motivation to spend more time down here. Yeah, maybe <laughs> like you'll stop
3: looking for wheat juice and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and just just enjoy your time down here with the dog. Well, see, yeah,
2: there there we go. The problem is, is what he'll do is he'll train the dog to st- to start looking for the wheat juice.
5: Wheat juice, <laughs> I smell it.
2: <laughs> Say wheat juice, boys. Say wheat juice. <laughs> I'm gonna really confuse
0: people. I'm gonna also name the dog wheat juice. <laughs>
4: Find uh, the weed right. juice weed juice. Find <laughs> the <weed> juice. <laughs> the juice bomb sniffing dog. Uh, yeah.
2: yeah! Oh, only oh. sniffs out the best like <laughs> So, uh, very recently you guys uh, got some new neighbors. Uh-huh. Uh, there is now a new axe throwing facility uh, about a block and a half away from you guys. Have you guys been over there yet? We just had our Last employee, night.
3: Last night, we really? just had our, our uh, uh, employee outing, an employee appreciation night there um and we all we uh, how many how many of us were there there was 8 16 24 of us i think and uh we all threw axes for about three hours (laughs) it was Um, pretty awesome wow yeah we had a great time that sounds amazing yeah it it is really cool if you haven't been out there yet it's it's a really unique experience very cool time the people who run it are awesome um and it's it's something you'll be talking about for a little little while if you go out there and do it
4: BYOB and bring your own food too. So right,
3: so you can get a. We brought a keg down there.
0: Yep. I was going to ask. Of it? Oh, it's BYOB. Oh, yeah, so yeah. you can that get sounds a. Sounds like some. Drink and throw beer, axes. Bring it down and th- to the axe throwing facility. Oh, my God. That is so exciting because, <laughs> no, I kid you not, my birthday was a couple weeks ago. And one of my presents this year for my wife was actually a night at the axe throwing facility. Nice. But I didn't know it was BYOB. Oh, yeah. That's a game, game changer. Yeah. Oh, so I will be here beforehand. I'm going to get some wheat juice and I'm going to go throw <laughs> some motherfucking axes. Right. That <laughs> it's is going to be great. That sounds like a sound oh plan. man! I'm like my grin has now increased not just from ear to ear, but it's all the way around my head. It's like my <laughs> the ends of my lips are meeting. It's top like of my a head. babushka. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> it's holding my hair in place. Yeah,
4: it's cool. That's cool. It's walking distance, so we've been getting a lot of people coming. They fill growlers up and just walk back down the road and go throw axes and have beers while they're doing it. Oh, that's so. fantastic!
2: <laughs> or what better way to wind down? Yes. <laughs> right. right. So it Lisa. sounds to me like you guys need to add another one onto the dartboard for an axe throwing beer. <laughs>
0: now you guys yes. also had them here though, right? I think I saw something on uh, Instagram. We had a uh, uh, lumberjack's lumber
4: like a fall celebration day where yeah. we had released our we started our fire pit up that day and then we they set up like an outdoor axe throwing spot out there too and uh, yeah, it was pretty cool, pretty fun. People seemed to really like it. It was awesome. You ever worry that that's a bit of a liability? (laughs) I
5: guess that's what
0: good insurance is for. (laughs) Throwing axes. Dogs is one thing, but now we're talking about
4: literally throwing something that can kill you. They set up like a nice cage around it, and they are watching you pretty uh, intently, so they're pretty safe about it.
1: Yeah. Just as long as you throw the axes and pet the dogs, and not throw the dogs and pet the axes, (laughs) everything's fine. Right, right. That's, and, that's, and that is why there's a three limit block in the USSR. <laughs> nice.
5: Wheat juice, no!
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: we're block in the USSR. Sam, so drink the wheat juice. <laughs> so, speaking of the wheat juice that we have here from Grist House, uh, what do you guys think? It's I hate point? it.
5: No. <laughs> well, all right,
2: that's one vote that I wasn't expecting. <laughs> Sam, yeah. I, I, I'll let be, us hear. I'll just. What do you think? I, I I'm not sure what your opinion of this beer is. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if we've picked up yeah, on just, it so well, through the segment yet. I'm very curious what your thoughts of this beer is.
0: Yeah, honestly, I haven't quite figured it out yet.
2: I'm
4: not sure. <laughs> I mean, on one hand, you need another it, refill. You know, like I understand, understand you have to be certain. Like, uh, you
2: have
0: to be certain. I don't know. Maybe it's not as good as I think it is. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's 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 fantastic. It's. It's exactly like I remembered it. It's wildly refreshing. It's so flavorful. Uh, it's, it's hoppy, but not too hoppy, and it's not bitter. I, I don't know, I can't, I, it, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. It is, it is still my favorite after all these years, and nice. after all these great beers that you guys have put out, I, I have to say, this is still my absolute favorite, and to come here again tonight and
1: be able to try it after a year and a half, it's just as good as I remember it. Awesome. So I'll say, this actually reminds me of the uh, IPA we did last week, the the, the crowd pleaser. Ah! Right. Except for I don't think that one was, that one wasn't built off a wheat recipe. So, but it's very, it's interesting how they're very similar in that they're both hazy, easy drinking, juicy IPAs. That they're, they're both very flavorful and they're not overly bitter. So I, I, I like that we have this one out here. Because it's very comparable, and we can't get that crowd pleaser (laughs) (laughs) IPA. That's from some nowhere place in California. He's (laughs) a whale.
5: Yeah,
1: so it's very—it's awesome that we have something very comparable and just as easy drinking and just as dangerous. (laughs) I I agree. I I hope this one is on tap for a while, guys. Yeah, my. My little piece of it sounds piece of to me of like of you of want of to it. have,
2: like, a dedicated tap to it. It has Sam written on the handle. Dedicated tap? T- t- I'm gonna
0: dedicated IV. I'm just gonna plug <laughs> it
2: right into my veins. Well then how do you taste it?
1: Ooh, he's got chocolate well, I'm gonna have a glass in oh, the other hand. Right. Right. I'm gonna be drinking. Yeah, he's <laughs> gonna be
0: double-dipping. It's the ultimate in double-fisting. Well, single-fisting, one arming That's a really weird visual. Yeah, very weird.
1: Let's just move. I'll say those jokes for later. <laughs> oh, man. Uh,
2: so, so for me, uh, I am I am a fan of this beer. Uh, I still believe that this is a good beer to be having poolside. Uh, I, I am going to detract just a little bit uh, on the the residual, uh, the aftertaste. There is a little bit of that hoppiness. If you're a hophead, obviously that's going to be something you enjoy. If you're not a hoppy guy like myself, uh, it, it's something you notice. Um, not the hugest fan of that, but that's simply personal opinion. Uh, if, if you're going to stay in the lane with this beer, it is a good beer. A hoppy wheat beer, definitely, definitely a good one. Uh, if that's what you're looking for, grab this one. That's what I would say on that one. Uh, it just simply doesn't necessarily go into my particular tastes.
4: That's why you have 14 beers on tap. That's
2: right. right? Exactly. exactly.
4: Find something for everybody.
0: So, so this is a great beer. Now, for for you guys, I'm, I'm sure that you like this. I, I just know it, right? But how is? But what I want to ask is how has this particular version of the wheat juice compared to or ranked against you know some of the the wheat juices that you have you have made in the past? Some of those batches. Is this one different? Better? Not as good? What do you, what do you? How does this compare to you know some 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 of that beer that you brewed in the past?
3: Oh, it's definitely just as good. It's a slight bit different. It's got a couple different hops in it, and the grain bill's a, a hair different. So. We kind of stuck to the same overall process water chemistry all that um but then changed the recipe up just a hair so it finishes same way um but all in all i really i think it's uh improved version over the original that's for sure yeah i think i like
4: it better it's hard since i haven't tried it for a year, and a, year a and a half but from what i remember i really like that one but i think this one's better i think we've gotten better at making beers over the time too so I think all our beers keep getting better diversions after we get them just cause we get better at doing it. But I think aroma wise and flavor wise, everything's a little just more and I'll definitely enjoy it a little bit more than the one I had before, hopefully.
3: but Hey, perception is reality. Absolutely. And I think, you know, our
0: listeners should get down to Grist House and try this beer. They will they will not be disappointed. I, I, guarantee, I guarantee you'll like it. If not, you can come on the show. You can tell me you didn't.
1: But... <laughs> and he will fight you in the parking lot. <laughs> yes.
0: We will have a verbal argument
1: on this podcast. <laughs> that's, a, that's a weird twist on the men's warehouse guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. Well, that's, uh, that's two beers down. Uh, stay tuned to find out what we're drinking next. We're going to be back here for one more segment with with Sean and Kyle from Grist House Brewery. So stay tuned Hob Nation, we'll be right back. back hop nation we are here with Sean and Kyle from Grist House Brewing and we have one more beer for you now unlike the first two that were in I don't want to say insanely hoppy but they were a little bit lighter in color we had the wheat juice and the camp slap red the beer that we have in front of us right now is insanely dark so I'm gonna turn it over to Kyle and Sean to let us know what we are drinking next
3: uh, what you're drinking here is a beer that is about three years in the making. Um, it's called Siberian Highway. It is a barrel aged, uh, black in the USSR, and we added a gratuitous amount of things to it, uh, to, make it to, to make it taste. Trying to remember the list of stuff. Yeah, no, to, to make it taste really, really delicious. Um, there are cocoa nibs, vanilla beans, uh, there's some cinnamon sticks, and among some other things as well. Uh, and this beer just really, the nose is huge. Um, it, it, it just got a really big kind of spicy, uh, thick nose to it. Um, nice tan head, places the glass pretty decently when you rouse it up. And uh, yeah, like I said, this beer's old. I mean, this beer's like three years old, so enjoy. All right.
0: Now, has it been aging in the barrels for three years?
3: Uh, it's a combination. So okay. it was in a barrel for about a year and a half to two years. And then um, we released it like eight months ago and kind of put it back in our bright tank and blended it and put things in it. So it's been in a lot of different vessels, <laughs> but this is its final <laughs> resting vessel. Oh <laughs> my. And it's been in this since uh, 5, 26, 17. Oh my. Damn. Yeah, so 26th, it's been in the I bottles think. since then.
2: Well, welcome back to the light, Beer. <laughs> yes. Right,
3: right. Get ready to go to a
0: crazily dark place. <laughs> <in> my belly. <laughs> no light getting in there.
1: Well, it's good to know that you're not praying from the Ninja Turtles <laughs> with an <laughs> open belly. <laughs> yes. Actually, one of my friends had a Ninja Turtles shirt on today. <laughs>
3: That's a good reference. Well, there's no light getting through this guy. Yeah. <laughs> it
0: is thick and
1: black. Yeah, you yeah. have. I mean, Kyle already explained, you know, it has that nice lacing with the tan head and it doesn't, it, no light penetrates it, so no. on the nose, you can smell it from about three feet away. <laughs> <laughs> For the size of the
2: nose, I just consider renaming Ooh, Adrian Brody.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm, it definitely, like, even though it's really big, you can definitely smell some of those vanilla.
0: Yeah, and you yeah. can. It smells old and creamy
1: to me. It really does.
0: It's got a lot of flavors on the nose. The vanilla? Yeah, it's just coffee not... Coffee notes? So yeah, it's it's, not,
2: just, it's not old, but mm-hmm. they're there.
0: Yeah, it's not just, like, hot. Now what type of barrels were these aged in? Uh, bourbon barrels. In bourbon barrels, mm-hmm. okay. Excellent.
2: So what do you say, a little less talk, a little more quaff? Drink it's, up. It's a word, I looked it up.
5: <laughs>
1: Quaffable.
2: Quaffable. Mm-hmm. Oh. Hot damn. It's hot
1: oh. damn. So this is the part of the show where we enter Steve territory. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was gonna say. You go, you go
1: first. I cannot steal your thunder on this one because I probably would. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> uh, Black in the USSR is one of my favorite beers from Grist House to begin with. And this barrel-aged vanilla amazing, <laughs> I don't have the words at the moment. They should sh- Yeah, complex. They should've sent a poet. <laughs> but this ha- this has that velvety smoothness of a lot of other bourbon aged barrel uh, stouts that you find and it's so good and it just kind of washes over your tongue but it's not overly boozy like at all it's it's smooth yeah i mean this this beer is screaming
0: to me out of my glass i'm coming for you wheat juice i'm coming for you <laughs> <laughs> because i mean i i was raving about last segment about how my wheat juice is my favorite and I, it, it is but this is incredible. This, this is, this is bourbon. What, what's nice about this is that you can taste all of the flavors, but they mix so well together. It's smooth, it's creamy, it's delicious. It's it just lingers on your palate and on your tongue. And it's, it's a flavor that you want, ha, want to have sitting around for, for quite some time. I mean, this is, this is
4: fantastic guys. Absolutely awesome. Thank you. Glad you guys like it. Yeah. Yep. Adam?
2: That's all
4: right. He's already done with this. (laughs) too too hobby for
2: me. (laughs) Anything more than ten I haven't used, I ain't touching it, right? Uh, No, uh, the the first impression that I had with this beer is this is one of those beers that is, and, and I don't mean this as an insult, but it is definitely punching above its weight. And what I mean by that is this is one of those beers you can put up against anything in the country and i mean that sincerely this is this is one of those beers where if you start talking about the the goose island Bourbon county stout the kbs's the things like that this is a beer that you can enter into that conversation and and it will definitely hold its own
1: yeah absolutely agree that this is i usually put this over like the deschutes Abyss. yeah yeah and thanks uh, yes. this, this, thank you this is pushing KBS territory for me and,
2: and, and, and yeah this is not just blowing smoke or anything like that like this this is a damn fine beer so I gotta ask
0: you said that this one has been aging for three years I'm assuming you've you've probably consumed some of this beer at earlier points in time have yeah. you noticed a difference in flavor or anything with the beers that you tried previously compared to this one that's that's aged for a longer
3: period of time uh, I mean so this beer is just been three years in the making. Obviously, it's been different from each stage. Out of straight out of the bourbon barrels, it was you know it's 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 different than when we blend it back and then put all the spices in it and and make it what it is. Um, but we do do. Uh, (laughs) do do,
5: do do all the time. (laughs) I'm glad
0: you said something. Can't let uh, one of those go.
3: (laughs) But we um, we do tasting notes on this beer because we release this for our three year anniversary and um, so if you were lucky enough to get a bottle uh, we we have been doing tasting notes every two months and we release them in our in our uh, weekly newsletter so we actually just did tasting notes for this today so we update all our um the people who have this on what flavors they should be tasting uh if it's still in its prime if it's you know how it's all coming together and how it's aging um so if you From when we bottled it to now, yes, it is changing a little bit. There's a little bit more oxidative character (laughs) on it. It's picking it up. I mean, it's getting older. But that oxidative character really rounds this beer out and really does. It it helps it. Um, Now, obviously, there's a point to where it can be too oxidative. um, But right now, it's this beer's swinging in its prime, which is pretty cool.
2: I'm sorry. I just had to take a moment to drink another. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah,
0: I was going to say I'm just what I was thinking about was I'm curious, like, you know, this beer—it's—it's—it's it's, it's in its prime. It's absolutely wonderful, but
5: it gets, <laughs> it gets
0: me thinking. What if you left it for another six months? Uh-huh. Could it possibly get even better? What if you left it for another year? That's why you buy two bottles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why exactly. you always buy two.
3: <laughs> yep. I we'll find out. Yeah, yourself. Yeah. only time will tell, I guess,
0: right? If we left it for another 50 years for the next podcast, <laughs> and we're drinking this over eight, what yes. will this thing taste
3: like? How good will it be? Yes. And will it kill us? <laughs> Never kill us. It might not taste the best, but it won't kill us. That's for sure. Man.
0: Mm-mm. All right. Well, as we continue to, to enjoy this beer, we'll get into uh, the part of the show that I've really been looking forward to. Uh, and that's that's where we, uh, we're going to play a game with you guys, if you don't mind. Cool. And, uh, Sounds fun. You know, we're, we're going to take it back to our high school days and really, really get to know you a little bit with a game of Would You Rather. Oh, nice. No, <laughs> would, you, would You Rather is always a fun fun game to play. And interestingly enough, throughout 38 episodes of this podcast, we have actually never played it. So this is the inaugural round. So uh, p- proud to be part of it. You, you guys are going to be the best and the worst here at the same time. <laughs> so cool. we'll, uh, we'll let the listeners know decide what that'll be but you know we'll let uh we'll let steve here uh kick off kick off the game for us
1: all right so uh something the listeners may not know right away is that uh, pretty much everybody who's an owner of this house also went to penn state kyle you went to the main campus correct correct and sean have you been to main campus have you enjoyed time there a lot
5: okay all right my Uh,
4: sister went down there and then all the all the other people who work here. I've known like all my life, so I'd always visit down there too to for studying and stuff like that.
1: <laughs> Good, an, you, an honorary Penn Stater. Yeah. Uh-huh. Good. Then you'll be you should be familiar with the question I'm about to ask. Would you rather have every restaurant and bar have table wars like the first, or every restaurant and bar have a drink passport like Zeno's table wars? Table Wars. Wars. Table Wars. Yeah. (laughs) For the listeners who don't know, Table Wars is a time-honored tradition of the first. And uh, the first is set up a lot like a beer hall with picnic tables and group sitting. And as you're sitting there, people will uh, chant a song. You come up with any kind of phrase or chant, song, whatever it is. And then they'll pass it to another table, and you had better be ready to answer. (laughs)
5: It's
3: pretty awesome. It's pretty fun.
1: Pretty awesome, pretty fun. I can't tell you that I remember much about Table
3: Wars, because usually when I was doing Table Wars, I wasn't, uh, you know, on my first beer. Let's put it that way. no.
2: (laughs) And don't stand in front of the (laughs) hydrant.
0: Truth is probably the one person here that hasn't participated in that event, it sounds awesome. Is there any place around Pittsburgh that does anything like that?
5: No, no, nope. ah, shit.
0: <laughs> no shit. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Well, guess I'll have to make a trip out to Penn State. It's yep. a unique experience yep. Yep. going to yep. that bar
1: for
4: sure. Sure is. <laughs> the
1: the best way to load up for that, Sam, is to uh, learn the lyrics to the Fresh Prince of Bel Air uh, okay. theme song. That will get you. Yeah. Right. That'll, That'll get, you in get you the in game. the door. That'll get you in the game. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Hell yeah. A
0: fresh Prince
1: fan back in the day. Yeah, I think I could write along uh, all
0: the lyrics. Yeah, I bet I might be able to, at least the first verse. I think there's a second verse on like a Will Smith
3: or oh, no, DJ one of Jazzy CDs? Jeff? Album? Well, no one knows that verse. I mean, right, I'm surprised exactly.
5: that,
1: that
3: you even mentioned that. because <laughs> I didn't even know that existed. <laughs> I think I think it does. Don't, yeah, oh, if
1: you right. if you can deep dip in the parents don't understand, then <laughs> yeah, you, you'll you'll really be a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you in. Mean, I don't know.
0: about that. That's uh, yeah, that's a deep. Well, I guess it's not that deep of a cut, but I don't know how many people listen to
2: that song. <laughs> can you at least get into summertime with DJ Jazzy Jeff as well? <laughs> yeah, maybe that
0: one. Definitely some Miami if we're oh, the 90s. That's Straight Will Smith. Avi yeah, Be jiggy with it, yeah, Bienvenido Avi Abi. All right, so we're going to we're going to stick with the Penn State theme for a second with this next question here. I mean, I, I had to ask this because I'm a, I'm a big college football fan. I went to Grove City though, so that, most people don't even know they have a football. So second you biggest I had to adopt another
1: team. I had <laughs> to
0: another team, but my wife uh, my wife grew up in uh, Talmadge, Ohio, and her family's obviously huge Penn oh, State fans. Big big rival for you guys. So here's here's my question to you once again, I don't have any loyalty to either of these teams, so I'm just asking a question purely for what it is. Would you rather host an Ohio State tailgate party here at the brewery while wearing a Penn State jersey or would you rather host a Penn State tailgate party here at the brewery while you guys personally wear an Ohio State Jersey?
3: The second Penn State tailgate party with Ohio State Jersey. I'm all right with that. You would put it on? Yeah. For for the party? Yeah, I would definitely just spill black in the USSR all over it. (laughs) You wouldn't even be able to know what color it is and then I'd have a really good time. So yeah, I'd wear that Ohio State Jersey. What about you, Sean?
4: I think that's the only option because We'd get nobody else coming in here if there's Ohio State uh, <laughs> tailgate party here. I mean, except for those fans, but they'd be kept outside in the outside area. Right. And then people would not want to walk through that. So I'd go – I would I could wear the jersey fine.
3: I guess profits would go Because they'd up. probably we, just figure
4: I lost a bet. Be we like, charge all
3: Ohio State guys, uh, like, Three times the amount of a regular beer, so 18 <laughs> yeah. bucks for a box that we choose.
0: Could be somewhat profitable. Yeah, you
3: can change your
1: prices
0: yeah, yeah, there smart, you go. Smart. smart thinking. Yeah, that's funny. You know, it's interesting, like, There's so so many loyalties to college football, like, everywhere you go, you can usually find somebody from, like, a Big Ten school that either went there or that's a huge fan, like, you can literally stand in a crowd and yell, like, OH, and somebody will yell I.O. back at you. Or you yell, we we are. are. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry.
3: Yeah, you're cut off. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> somebody give me yeah. a... Somebody take the rest of my... stuff. Yeah, I'm Except don't do that or I'll punch you in the face. <laughs> oh, 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 this is getting comfortable. <laughs> These Ohio State fans on the left side of show. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not an Ohio State fan. No, no loyalty to college. Just like the Steelers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so the next one, uh, we're going to get away from college football just a little bit here. And by a little bit, I mean completely. <laughs> That's nice. <good. laughs> there are obviously a lot of beer festivals that go around, in not only Pittsburgh, but in the world. Uh, so, would you guys rather uh, go to a beer festival as brewers or as just straight up participants? Participants now.
3: Uh, I guess it depends on what beer festival.
2: Let's say the
1: Great American Beer. Festival. <laughs> <laughs> How did I know that was the one you were gonna go with. I just, well, I'm just saying. It's like, do you would you rather showcase on the national stage or just, you know, hang out?
3: <laughs> I mean, for me, I would like to showcase. That's for sure, um, especially at the Great American Beer Festival. And if it's for a personal, you know, if it's business, then you know, it's a business trip, which is right. really cool. Um, if I'm going there personally, I- it comes out of the old, uh, old pocket, so... <laughs> so, you gotta- you gotta weigh the options, you
1: know? <laughs> am I going there on business, or am I not? <laughs> I, well, I still think that counts as a write-off. Oh, well, true. Yeah, because, say, yeah, yeah. because you can say you're doing research for your true. business, so that's still a write-off. True. <laughs> and incorporated right- right,
2: your office of business expense. <laughs> Hand out some business cards, you'll be fine.
3: And, and, to- to be perfectly honest, the Great American Beer Festival, I would rather just be there as a participant, but something like any of the uh, smaller Cali- ones yeah like California some of the smaller beer festivals in California that you hear of um, that would be cool to be you know invited to those and be a brewery that's able to pour there uh, it's
4: more personal at least though. yeah when there's hundreds upon hundreds of people right
1: so I guess the answer is both depends on which one yeah
0: Speaking of that beer festival, by chance, have either of you guys been to it? Yeah, mm-hmm. Great American Beer Festival. You have yeah, just it's once. Incredible.
3: But... Uh, it's very cool. Yeah, it's a it's a great experience. I would recommend that anybody who's a beer lover to go out there at least once to experience it. Um, I mean, it's it's very overwhelming. overwhelming. It's, it's huge. It's a, it's enormous. You can't drink all the beers there, obviously. Yeah. But <laughs> The
4: stuff going around it is cool. Even better than the festival is itself. What the, what all the breweries and, and bars have going on, events wise around that make it worth going almost like a vacation like stay there for five days the festival you go you go there one day and you walk around it's like okay that's cool but then go to the breweries and see what they're doing because that's where all the fun stuff is really Mm -hmm. see that's
0: interesting to know because i've looked into it before and i was like well if i'm gonna make it a vacation you know and i go out there i'm probably just gonna buy a pass for every day just go to the beer (laughs) festival for four days straight but you know, if, there's, right, if there's a lot of other cool things so going much stuff on, to then, do out there, then. Yeah. yeah, maybe check some of that out. As you
4: well. walk into that center where the festival is, and you almost get overload. overload. Like, you have, there's just hundreds of booths there. And, like, where do you start? Who do you even go? I mean, you might mark on a list what you want to do, but it's just almost too much. And yeah. some,
3: sometimes, but, if you want to hit, say, you want to hit five different breweries, and it just so happens that all five are in a different region, like, literally, they have, like, north, west, um, northeast central and they have all these regions separated so that's where the breweries are so if you want like one in the northeast and then you want one in like oh, the south <laughs> south or <laughs> northwest and one in the southeast I mean, call they Uber could be other. yeah you got to call an Uber or
5: take your
0: segway
3: <laughs> to get over there man
0: get some of those like little what do they call them inline shoes or whatever with the wheels oh, yeah, on there you yeah. can skate across oh, the yeah sure that would go break your neck yeah go perfectly what a great vacation yeah. <laughs> perfect uh, perfect match with alcohol <laughs>
1: Yeah, Heelys and beer, great. Right, Smart. Heelys.
0: That's Heelys. what they're called.
1: Heelys.
2: I can tell you're not an insurance, Sam.
1: <laughs> Hell no.
0: I'm the reason your pulse is so high.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, but all in all, I mean, beer festivals have their place, they're cool, but it's, it's just one of those things where sometimes you'd rather be the participant and sometimes you'd rather be the beer reporter. <laughs>
0: Gun, gun to your head. Would you rather? Gun to your head. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
5: Yeah, we're, gun, don't we're, just, we're just turning now. up a notch, yeah. dude. We're drinking
0: Siberian Highway here. <laughs> so would, would you? Would you? Would you rather sit down and listen to Creed's discography, discography from start oh, to finish, all the CDs, every song, can't skip anything. Creed. Oh, Creed. Wow. Right. So yeah. Even we'll the live albums? Yeah, They're live, live albums, God. everything, right? <laughs> Acoustics, CC. Creed from start to finish, all the albums. Uh, or, would you rather sit down and watch all the Transformers movies from start to finish? Well, 100% Transformers. I would do
3: Transformers. <laughs> yeah, I can to enjoy crappy action movies. You know, me too. I enjoy the shit out of crappy action movies. <laughs> better don't have to think or anything. Yeah. Yeah, Optimus Prime comes in and just starts wrecking shit. Yeah, I'm good with that. That's pretty. I cool. don't think I'd make it through the complete discography of Creed. Nope, not at all. Yeah, that would be a tough
4: one.
0: One CD uh, one, in, you'll be drinking more than Scott Stapp. Yes. <laughs> oh,
2: shit! Then who's gonna be six feet under? It's okay to take he's, those pot. He's not takes. dead. He's not
1: dead. No, no. But it's okay to take those hot takes, at him because, you know, who cares? Scott Stapp. <laughs> He's not listening to the podcast, even if he is. Who cares? We don't
2: know that, because we have Canadian
1: listeners. Wait, Scott Stapp isn't Canadian? Isn't he Canadian? No, you're thinking of Nickelback, my man. Uh, that's all the same. <laughs> it's the same band. No, Scott Stapp's <laughs> like trailer <Charlo laughs> trash from Florida. Is he really? Yeah. Any Florida
5: listeners? Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Not anymore. Not anymore.
0: <laughs> They've all tuned out. There. Uh, we've, we've dissed their idol, Scott Stapp. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I think he weighs like 18.6 jerks if I remember.
2: <laughs> <right>. <laughs> so I've got one last question. Mhm. Would you rather uh, give me more of that Siberian Highway <laughs> or give me more of that Siberian Highway. That's a tough one. You got me in a corner here. Guess we'll have to
3: give you more Siberian Highway. Or go with B. <laughs> There's no loophole out of this one. Yeah. <laughs> this, is,
0: this is pretty cut and dry. So.
2: Case is airtight. Loaded
0: question. I like your style, Adam. Oh, man. I will great. ask the same question, but with the wheat juice. <laughs>
3: Open-and-shut-case, Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I guess.
0: Uh, yep. Yeah, let's, uh, let's get yeah, back let's to the beer. I mean, we've got to get back to it.
2: Speaking of... So, Sam, we'll start with you, uh, because you're one of the few ones that has beer left in their glass.
0: I know. Well, look, this, this is a beer. That I truly believe I have to savor. Anytime I'm drinking, you know, a bourbon county stout, KBS, as we were talking about earlier. You know, even this I think is incredibly comparable to what we had on the show a couple weeks ago, the Oak Agedville Worldwide Stout from Dogfish Head. Mm-hmm. I mean, these, these those these beers taste very similar to me. I mean, I raved to hell about that beer. Uh, and and this one's, you know, just just as good, if not better. It's it's fantastic. It's smooth, it's flavorful. And, you know, even I think it even pull you can even pull more flavors out of the beer as it continues to warm up. If you swirl it around Absolutely. in the glass, you,
4: you know you let you one beer to let that, that oxygen quick, in. Because it changes a lot, I think, as you yeah. every sip is a little bit different. It, it, it really is.
0: So that's why I've been trying to savor it. I didn't want to drink it too quick because I feel like every sip is a unique experience. And and you know, I'm gonna enjoy this last sip here and see if it, it changes at all. But you know, great beer, really uh, really enjoying this thing. Ton of flavor. Awesome.
2: What do you guys have to say? I will agree. It is also awesome. <laughs> I, no, you've, you've covered it all. It's a damn fine beer. And I will sign that paperwork right now. <laughs> I, you, you covered it perfectly. I can't say anything more than what you did, Sam. Damn fine. Would we'll drink again. I'm glad you like my
1: description, Adam. Thank you. I mean, yeah, full of across the table. They, it's an amazing beer. We can't help but compare it to those those well-known you know uh lofty goals of the bcbs and the kbs and you know like the deschutes abyss and like you just said it it is reminiscent of the worldwide stout but here's the one thing between the two is i'm pretty sure i could have two maybe three of these (laughs) Whereas I don't know I can get past two worldwide stouts. <laughs> <Yeah>, those <laughs> are those. 14 or 16 percent. 18. Wow. It's 18, a, it's 20 a big if you said it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's big. So yeah, it's definitely a lot more, uh, it's more enjoyable that you can have more of these mm-hmm. and actually take the time to savor it and, you know, if you had a bottle, you know, which I can't imagine how much that would run you, but. <laughs> uh, it would definitely be an enjoyable experience to just sit with it all day and you know have it as dessert or just have it by your campfire or whatever you want to do with it it's great amazing to have beer. coming up on christmas dinner absolutely i mean thanksgiving dinner yeah maybe
0: i'm, I'm still i got a couple pumpkins left yeah i need to enjoy some imperial pumpkins but this one's got <laughs> christmas you? written all over do it do yeah this is definitely a christmas
4: beer Pairs <laughs> well with dessert
0: now do you guys have any plans to you know do a similar style of bourbon barrel aged beer with, uh, you know, another style or another variety of beer that you brew. Anything, uh, anything else, you know, on the agenda that we can look forward to? Because this is amazing, and I'd love to see what you can do with, you know, some of the, some of your other great beers.
3: Yeah. Um, well, the one thing that we have right now is kind of a space problem. We can't really store too many barrels, um, but we are rectifying that, which is kind of cool. And the next year, you'll see a lot more barrel aged beers from us. A lot. A substantial amount more. Um, we, we plan on doing this one again, we plan on doing many more uh, beers, sours, in barrels and also putting other random things in barrels so a lot of plans for the future uh, for that sort of thing, yes.
0: Awesome. Yeah I was gonna say that that's is, exciting. That's great to hear. <laughs> very, exciting very news. exciting. <laughs> All right, so this is going to be pretty tough for us to do this time because, you know, the beers are the beers are fantastic and we have really transcended the styles here with with red ale and and a hoppy wheat and then a barrel aged uh, stout. But, uh, you know, let's let's put them on the podium and see how these rank against one another. So, Adam, I'm going to turn it over to you first, and let's hear what, uh, hear what your rankings are. <laughs> yeah, we, we all know what he's going to pick. <laughs> <laughs> Camp not
3: separate. Uh, we choose first,
0: uh, <laughs> we choose second, and we choose third.
2: So in, in the bronze position, uh, and this, all three of these come with a little bit of a caveat, uh, to say that there are any losers in this bunch is a, a misnomer. Uh, all three of them are very good beers. However, one has to go in the bra position, and for me, and I know Sam is not going to like this one, but I have to say it, the we choose. Hey, it's your podium, not mine. You damn We right. all know where it's gonna be on mine, so it's gonna balance out real nicely. First, second, and third, right? <laughs> uh, it, it was enjoyable. Uh, my my only detraction on that one, and this comes down to personal taste, was there was a little bit of that that hoppiness on, on the aftertaste, uh, and that's just personal taste. I wasn't a huge fan of that. No big deal. Uh, In the silver position, uh, the Camp Slap Red, that's a good beer, that's a good fall beer, that's one that that definitely needs to be near the campfire on a cool, crisp day. Uh, Someone keeps handing me cans of that, I'll keep drinking it. No must, no fuss on that one. But unfortunately, those two are completely overshadowed by the Siberian Highway. Holy bananas. That's a damn fine beer. I didn't taste any banana in it. (laughs) Just wait till next Next version. (laughs) Yeah, right. Put it on the dirt. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. uh, That was in the gold medal (laughs) position. That was far and away a a phenomenal beer, and I will be drinking it again.
1: Steve, you are up, my friend. So, I'm actually going to agree with uh, Adam's rankings. Boom. Uh, Surprisingly, but the (laughs) only... Uh, the, the only difference I have between the Wheat Juice and the, the Camp Slap Red is that I, I just find more utility in the Camp Slap Red. The, the Wheat Juice I find to be a more of a, 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 a spring summertime, whereas I think Camp Slap I could drink all year. And that's the only, <laughs> like they're both fine beers. And I would drink them any time given to me. Uh, but with that said, We've run into this problem before where there's just one beer that's a runaway champion.
2: Usain Bolt came to town. Yeah, that
1: that Siberian Highway is amazing. That's an amazing stout. And I I would drink that over pretty much almost anything else. (laughs) Sam. All right, so for me, it's going to be a little bit different
0: here from uh, from what you guys said, but that's all right because it's my podium and not yours. So I can do whatever the hell I want <laughs> now that I got the mic again. <laughs> so in third place for me, we're going Camp Slap Red. Um, you know, a great beer. Uh, Steve said it's a utility beer. It's something you can drink year round for sure. Uh, nice malt, nice balance between the malt and the hop, and it's it's a little bitter but not too bitter. It's a very easy drinker. Uh, now, in second place for me, I'm going to go with the Siberian Highway. Oh, look, look, this this beer, this beer is amazing. Shame it is. It is amazing. No, not Shane. <laughs> I'm not saying anything, shame. anything but great things about this beer, but it, it is amazing. I mean, it it captures so many different flavors. And as Sean told us earlier, I mean, each flavor is truly a different sip. It is it is something you have to you have to really try to for yourself to really, you know, get the full flavor and, and see what you taste. Because I feel like I could take, taste this beer, and somebody else could taste something completely different, even though we're drinking from the same bottle. There's so many different flavors in it, but you know, for me, that's that's coming in second because you know the wheat juice. And, and you know it's it's slightly above the Siberian highway but the wheat juice to me is the Juhu's.
5: bomb
0: <laughs> it is just so good it encompasses everything i like about beer drinking it is hoppy and it is flavorful and i it is citrusy and you can just sit there and drink you know multiple beers it's good in the summer it's i drink it in the winter i'll drink it by the pool i'll drink it by the fire i'll drink it in the bathtub i'll dr- i'll drink it i don't know while i'm doing yard work i'll drink drink it in the car while I'm driving to work. No, I'm not going to do that. Say, so if you get busy <laughs> in a Burger King bathroom, I'm out of here. <laughs> uh, maybe not a Burger King bathroom, but definitely in a Burger King. I can, I'll, I'll have a wheat juice while I eat, uh, like eat a Whopper. It's no problem. Uh, but yeah, to me, it's like the perfect beer. It's just, it's fantastic in every way. It's, it's, it's really something
1: of beauty. So that is going on top of my podium today. All right, so this is the point in time where we make it really hard on Kyle and Sean, <laughs> and ask them to rank their babies. <laughs> so go ahead and start, dude. <laughs> Siberian Highway, Wheat Juice, Camp Slap. <laughs>
3: Which order? What order? that?
1: whatever order you want
3: to take it in.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, third place would be
4: Wheat Juice for me. Second would be Camp Slap, and first would be Siberian Highway. I can take it. The right side of the
0: table,
1: Sam. Mm-hmm.
4: Everybody who gets it
1: correct.
0: <laughs> hey, you know, this this table is a circle, so any table could really be the right side. Ah, uh, he's got
5: you
3: there. Nice Ruining the, the illusion.
4: <laughs> Two and three, basically no difference, but one, it was yeah. my favorite beer ever to make and taste, so it's just... It's pretty it damn. It holds good. Its, its... It's damn its, fine beer. All, all, damn the,
0: fine. all the beers are damn good. Not just the beers we had today, but, I mean, I've, I've had a number of beers from Grist House. I know you guys have as oh, yeah. well. You guys have obviously tried them all, and... Uh, you know it's it's that you just you guys do and do an awesome job down here and thank you, guys, you know, guys, we guys. really can't encourage everybody it. enough I mean, Grist House has been on, you know, the top of some of the Pittsburgh best lists and polls. And, you know, it's a, it's a great opportunity to get down here, drink some beer, play with some dogs. They always have food trucks. <laughs> Sometimes you can throw some axes. I mean, there's just all kinds of stuff you can do down here at the brewery. So come down. Uh, what, what are your hours, guys? Uh, when, when are you open? When can people come down and find you?
3: Uh, we're open Wednesday through Sunday. Uh, the hours vary a little bit. Wednesday through Friday, we're open 5 to 10. Saturday, 2 to 10, and Sunday, 2 to 8. You can always check us out on uh, gristhouse.com. We have a running schedule of all our food trucks, events, things like that. Uh, like us on Facebook. You can, you'll can you be able to follow us. Um, keep updated with our new beer releases. And we're always... Sign up for our newsletter. Uh, we're always trying to keep everybody in the loop every week. And uh, that's it. Hope you guys enjoyed this. And it was a pleasure being here with everybody. Yeah, thanks, Thank guys. Thank you guys for having Thank us on here. We really appreciate yeah. it.
0: Yeah, thanks for absolutely. having us here. Thank you, we appreciate it. Uh, Great to hang out with you guys tonight, have some fun. Uh, Before we sign off, Steve, if you want to give the Hop Nation
1: social media bugs? Yeah, so Christos tells you how to find them. If you want to find us on social media, all you have to do is search Hop Nation USA, and you can find us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, and you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and Google Music Play if you want to listen to brand new episodes of the Hop Nation USA podcast every Friday. And if you're on there, subscribe, leave us a review. Uh, Pretty much five stars because we are a five star show. That's what we deserve. (laughs) Agree. See, our guests are agreeing. (laughs) You have to do it now. Uh, Plus, it helps grow the show. And it helps us grow the show. And it helps more people find out about us and about Grist House, one of the best breweries in Pittsburgh. And if you want to just visit the website, HopNationUSA.com, there's plenty of uh, reviews and features, a lot of other content that you can't find on the show. You can also revisit every episode. And that's all I got about that. All right. Well, thank
0: you again to Kyle and Sean from Grist House. Really appreciate you guys uh, you know, doing a show with us tonight. For all the listeners out there get your ass down to uh to grist house brewery in millville say hello to kyle and sean while you're down here and have some really really tasty beer anything you choose is going to be top notch give it a shot let us know what you think and happy drinking everybody we'll see you next week